0: And now Ferivari and Milano with eight seconds left. It's cleared out the center, and the fans here at Canadian Tire Center come to their feet, saluting the home team. A lopsided victory for the Ottawa Senators. They take down the Capitals tonight by a final score of 6-1. to This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby. On Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals get roughed up in Ottawa. Post-game reaction from Spencer Carberry, Dylan Strom, Evgeny Kuznetsov, and Trevor Van Riemsdyk. And Craig Laughlin joins us as the Capitals prepare to face Montreal on Saturday. Good morning, everybody. Today is Thursday, October 19th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. The Ottawa Senators scored twice in the first period last night at Canadian Tire Center, three more times in the second and one for good measure in the third as the home team beat up the Capitals by a six to one final. In a game where Washington actually outshot the Senators 12 to six in the first period, a lack of puck management, costly turnovers, and Ottawa's speed turned the game lopsided. John Carlson scored the only goal for the Capitals late in the first period, and Darcy Kemper allowed all six goals on 29 shots in defeat. Spencer Carberry said after the game, if it can go wrong right now, it will for his team. First period, I liked our game a lot. I thought it was probably our best 20 minutes of the season thus far. We're down 2-1, but I, I didn't think that was an issue from a score standpoint, and being able to come back in the game. And then the second period, sort of the, the microcosm of, of how the year is going for this group right now, is every mistake we make is ending up in the back of the net. Evgeny Kuznetsov afterwards said the team needs to cut down on its mistakes. Yeah, it's a tough loss. You know, I feel like uh, one mistake we made, it's in the back of our net and... You know, when you play against this type of team, they probably feed energy after the the good plays and, and goals. So we did not do, do the great job, eliminate those chances. And I think, uh, you know, they were they were able to push more and more against us. So, you know, we just gotta gotta get together and, and work work together. You know, it's I feel like balance is not going our way sometimes. And you know, we gotta keep pushing. And, and uh, most important, we gotta execute the coach's plan. Dylan Strome, not happy with the results, had he and his teammates let down Darcy Kemper. You no, know, I think we're leaving our D out to dry a little bit with the puck behind uh, in our own zone and um, you know, maybe forwards aren't doing a, a great job of, of coming back and helping them out and you know, I think we're leaving Kemps out there to dry. We haven't got a lot of shots in, in all three games. I mean, you know, we got a shot like what, 40 to 20 against Calgary and we won 3-2 because because Kemps. So, you know, we're 1-2, and two. could easily be 0-3, but you know, the best part about hockey is we got another game coming up on, on Saturday and you know, an awesome rink to play in, so I know the guys will be fired up. and. Um, Obviously, not not good enough effort tonight. Trevor Van Riemsdyk said in the locker room that it's too early to panic, but the team needs to pull together.
1: Yeah, we just gotta we just gotta get on the same page, uh, keep working. It's too early in the year to panic too much. It's just a learning experience, and we gotta but we gotta take from it uh, what we did wrong and improve on it. We can't just uh, chalk it up as uh, unlucky bounces or whatever it may be. I think we
0: gotta really uh, look at it and uh, grow from it. It's a day off for the team today here in Quebec. The Caps will be at Montreal's practice facility tomorrow to skate and prepare for Saturday's Hockey Night in Canada clash with the Canadians. Joining us here this morning from Montreal, a former Canadian forward traded to Washington back in the day. Now, of course, the longtime TV analyst for the Caps, Craig Lachlan, on the forward tweaks this week, the beginning of the new season and adjusting to a new way of playing under head coach Spencer Carberry. Well, Craig, here on this Canadian road trip, Montreal up next, I want to ask you about Matthew Phillips. We had Alan May on the show yesterday talking about what he brings. He's certainly not a big guy, but he's provided an air of excitement around here, number one star of the game the other night against Calgary, and it's kind of nice to have this little
1: feel-good story here on this road trip. I think he's one of the nice finds of the year around the National Hockey League, a guy that played only a couple of games, three games prior to now making and scoring his first NHL goal. It's always a good story to see a mighty-might score and play in the National Hockey League. The average size of an NHL player these days, I think, is 6'1", 200 pounds. He's not that imposing. He's, what is he, 5'7", 160? A lot of people think he's 140. That was his original weight. But I think when you look at it, there's guys that have excelled at his size, whether it be Marty St. Louis, Gerby. I can go through the list of guys that have had very good careers because they're smart. The one thing I see in Matthew Phillips, his hockey IQ is over the top. And the reason I say that is sometimes small guys get too involved and don't know how to get away from the big guys who can really take you out in a hurry. Matthew has a way to find open ice and get around those situations and still win loose pucks. That's why he's an intriguing asset for this team, and I hope he sticks.
0: Going back to the beginning of the week, Spencer Carberry, after the Calgary game anyway, changing up the lines to have Phillips and Milano with Backstrom. So you've got a little bit of speed on either side in the hands of Nicky, and try to generate a little bit more offense. It's been a little bit up and down here, but at the beginning of the trip to change it up here, trying to maybe generate a little bit more.
1: And when you go into the season, you're thinking the big five, the OVs, the Baxman, the Cousy, the Carlson, the TJs, are going to be a big help for this team scoring-wise, and they've really struggled five on five, finding the net, finding chances, finding time in the ozone. and so the shift of the line, the only thing I worry about that is, is I loved Phillip's line in the first two games. I think Stroman, Milano, and him seemed to have some sort of chemistry. They were very good and smart, reading off one another. They were the best line by far the first two games. So now you have to shift them around. I'm hoping he's going to have that same dynamic look playing with Nick Backstrom. He should be able to get open, and we know Nick. I mean, there's not many players that can pass like Backstrom. He should be able to find Phillips, and I'm looking for to more balance. The Caps need to find goals, and to find goals that's what coaches do. They put their lines in a blender, and we hope it works. And One of the
0: guys that we we saw get onto the score sheet this week, Connor McMichael. Really like what we've seen going back to training camp and we've had a chance to talk with him quite a bit. Things just clicking for him now, but you really feel like he's turned the corner. And Alan here yesterday talking about he, he just seems like an adult now. Like he's not like a kid that's trying to fit in. He's kind of grown into the role.
1: And I'll tell you on the hockey side, I think that's a big and a good point by Mayday being an adult now, but I think on the hockey side, I'm going to focus on that. I see a dramatic change and how he carries himself on the ice, how confident he looks on the ice, how much stronger he looks on the ice. And I think that's a fact that when I look at him, I don't think he's ever been as quick or fast on pucks. And I think this type of style, we're always talking about pace now here in Washington with Carberry, and he fits some mold to be that guy. I still think he's going to be excel as a center in the future. I think playing wing now helps him and makes less responsibility for him. So now he can show his top-line skills. You know, he's a first-round pick. And sometimes there's pressure on these guys. There's pressure on yourself as a top pick to try to perform up to expectations. I think his time in Hershey, the playoffs, coming to camp, I think knowing he was going to make the team. I think they'd already penciled it in, John, that, hey, Connor's in. And I'm sure Carberry talked to him in the summer and said, look, you're going to be one of my guys. Just come to camp strut your stuff, play your game. And to me, that settles down a player. I have seen more confidence just in the two games I've seen so far this year with the Caps than I've ever seen from Connor. And that's a big plus. Yeah, and definitely earning the role coming into this season as well. Walk me
0: through your thoughts on this playing with pace. The Capitals are not the fastest skating team in the league. They're still the second oldest team in the league. You can play fast and not be fast. But how you do that is, you got to think fast, and you always got to maybe move a little bit further ahead. And there's going
1: to be some growing pains in these first few games, maybe this whole month of October, with that concept, is there not? I think there is growing pains, and I think they're sort of caught a little bit now in between the Laviolette system and the Carberry system, you know, and they're sort of trying to figure it out. You know, I find that they're running around too much. They're not finding their spots. Totally different than what Laviolette's game was. Laviolette's game was based on precision perfect positioning, and I think Carberry wants to play with pace. To play with pace is more than the feet. It's about moving the puck, but you've got to move the puck to a supporting cast. Close, short passes. Now you look fast. I thought the game the other night, if I could pick a way to play early in the season, the Calgary Flames played with pace john and they moved the puck and it was lateral every time on their stick they wanted to move it yeah you want to take time and space away and take two or three strides but then you've got to have someone to give the puck to and i think sometimes now the caps sometimes are trying to make too many of those when maybe they should carry it so they're caught in between but i think playing with pace it's the only way it's going to work in the national hockey league there are so many teams talk about parity I mean, you look at the 32 teams, there are no gimmies on any given night because everybody has fast players, star players, you go down the list that they have. So I just think that the idea of playing with the pace works out well for the Caps because they have some puck-moving D that can get back and get into the forwards' hands. To me, it's about moving north in a hurry, but then you've got to use your innate skill. I always tell my young players when I do camps, Johnny, I said, the D zone is a work zone, between the Blues is a speed zone, The offensive zone is the fun zone. You've got to be creative. And I hope that's sort of the mentality that they carry through the rest of this season
0: with those growing pains and all of the adjustments, they start the season, the Caps do, with 12-17 at home. Now, we're on the road this week, Montreal coming up here next, but this is a time for the Caps to reestablish being tough at home. It has not been going back to last season, not a lot of wins on home ice, struggled with Pittsburgh, We're able to come back against Calgary, but when this team gets back home, you got the Maple Leafs coming up, you've got some tough opponents, you've got to be able though, to get points at home. They did that against Calgary, they're going to have to start doing that when they get back at
1: home next week. And it's about identity, I think, I think the identity sometimes can change at home. The Caps have to be what we've known them in the past. Number one, they're going to play with pace. Number two, they're going to establish a four check. And I thought the turning point in the Calgary game is when they started to play with pace, started to get the pucks in against Calgary, started to work over Markstrom, trying to get the pucks to the corners. You notice in that game, the game sort of went in the Caps' favor once they got to center and they didn't have a play. Instead of turning it over to their D so they could activate, they got the puck behind them. And I think that's sort of an identity I want to see at home. That's why they've been so successful. They get it in. We see Wilson bumping into guys. We have Oshi getting in the face of the defenseman. All those type of things are critical for home success rather than the cutesy plays. So to me, I think this is a big run for them to start the season. You don't want to be behind the eight ball. Home ice is going to be very important.
0: No doubt. Craig, we appreciate
1: you joining us here this morning. Thanks for this. Mayday and then locker, you hit. what'd you hit, Johnny the jackpot? I was
0: gonna say uh, the invoice is going to be big
1: <laughs> for me. <laughs> thanks. no, it's just dinner in
0: Montreal. Thanks, brother. <laughs> yeah, you knew I was going to have to pay for it one way or the other. That's Craig Lachlan from Monumental Sports Network. Our thanks to Craig for his insights here this morning. It's the capitals and the Montreal Canadiens from Bell Center here in Quebec Saturday nights, airtime at six forty five on one oh six seven, a fan and always right here on CapsRadio 24-7, heard for free anywhere at CapsRadio247.com. Have a great Thursday, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock, let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play CapsRadio 24-7 on TuneIn.